Welcome in, and thanks for joining us for the latest edition of the Delaware Bible Cast, a podcast ministry from Delaware Bible Church. I'm Brad Harris. I'm blessed to serve as pastor of administration and outreach at Delaware Bible Church. And joining me for today's podcast is, I know I'm probably going to be a little bit biased when I say this, but one of my favorite guys to hang out with at Delaware Bible Church, a guy that I greatly respect, appreciate, and love very deeply, and that is my good friend, Bob Johnson. Bob, thanks for joining us today. Well, thank you, Pastor Brad. I appreciate the fact that I'm old enough to be your grandfather and you still have friendship with me. You don't act like it, though. (laughs) Well, I'm still 16 in my head. (laughs) Well, Bob is joining us today, and Bob is going to share with us, uh, we continue to do interviews and testimonies of our leaders here at DBC, and Bob has served in many roles there. He has served as our deacon of finance, he served as a life group leader, he has served previously as an elder, he served as our choir director, and I'm sure there's many other roles there that you were serving in before I was here. But before we get to all that, Bob, we want to learn just a little bit about you, who you are, and your history here at DBC. So if you wouldn't mind, please start by telling us about your family and about what you do professionally. Uh, I am married to Joyce. We got married 51 plus years ago. We met in college at Capital University. We were both music majors. And uh, we have two children, our son Matt, his wife Kim, and they have two grandchildren for us, Luke and Cora, and then our daughter, Alicia, son-in-law Todd, and they have three children, Ella, Tegan and Tucker. And uh, what I do professionally, I work as a financial advisor uh, at a firm down in Columbus at the Polaris area. So Bob, with uh, serving in what you do with finance, what would you say would be your favorite part of what you do for a living there? A couple of things come to mind. Number one is when I show people based on the work they've either done before they met me or work we've done together that they have sufficient assets and income to be able to retire and not worry about running out of money. That's always a fun appointment. Mm -hmm. And the other one is uh, dealing with young people and teaching them things that they need to know at an early part in their career or marriage that maybe they weren't taught uh, either due to what's taught in high school and colleges nowadays about money, or maybe they had a bad example somewhere in their family. So it's just a great way to help people get off to a good start. So, Bob, I would be curious to hear, I know originally you weren't a financial advisor. You were using your major in music. So can you tell us about that and then what led you into the financial industry? Well, I uh, was a music major, and I'm thankful that I was because I would never have met Joyce if she was also a music major. But also, uh, prior to going to college, I had some opportunity for math scholarship at Heidelberg University in Tiffin. But I, the Lord either directed me or, or just providentially directed me, and I ended up at Capital University. So, Bob, where are you originally from? I grew up in a little farm town up in the northeast part of Crawford County called New Washington. It's near Bucyrus, mm-hmm. and it has a population, when I grew up, about 1,000. I think they're down to 800 now. My dad was the rural mail carrier. Oh, wow. And my parents owned a chicken hatchery. And we used to hatch baby chicks, and anywhere from thirty to forty thousand a week during the season. Forty thousand? Yes, that's wow. a lot of chick done. That's, chick that's down a lot to of swallow. 
Oh, so your wife, Joyce, previously served on staff at DCS, and she still serves in other roles within our ministry. I remember when I first started here, I overlapped with Joyce for about six months uh, while she before she retired. Can you tell us about her involvement, both previously on staff and now the ministries that she's involved in here? Initially, Joyce taught second and then third grade at Delaware Christian for 11 years, and then she was the elementary administrator for 16 years. Uh, in the church ministry here, she plays piano on the worship team, sings in the choir, and helps host the life group that meets at our house. So she has always been busy with the ministry here at DBC. So what originally led you and Joyce here to DBC? This is another example of the grace and providence of God. Um, Joyce was looking for a job, came in, spoke to Gordon McDonald. And he said, I just offered the job to somebody else. And a few weeks later, or maybe even sooner than that, he called and said, they have decided not to take the job, and we want to hire you, but you must leave the church you're attending because doctrinally you cannot attend that church and you must come to DBC. Okay. A lot of tears, a lot of heartache, because our pastor at the Methodist church at that time was faithfully preaching the gospel. But uh, we wrestled through that, and here we are many years later. Well, we're, we're glad you're here with us, and we are thankful for both you and Joyce serving on staff. And so let's talk about the different roles that you uh, serve on here at DBC. We uh, have talked through kind of the main three that you're involved in as Deacon of Finance, as a life group leader, and as choir director. But can you please share with us exactly what it is that you do in each role as a lead as you lead them? Well, as the choir director, uh, the search for music because we sing the first, second, third, and if there is a fifth, the fifth Sunday of the month from May, excuse me, starting in September through May. So it's about selecting music. I'm always very careful to select the music that is doctrinally correct in the lyrics, and I like to select many different styles of music because it keeps the choir interested, and it also keeps the congregation mm -hmm. interested in the music. Uh, as far as deacon of finance, uh, we meet usually about two months before the, uh, about, what would that be, I guess three months about before the end yeah, of the fiscal year. somewhere so, in there. And we look at the giving, we look at the expenses, we look at what, what uh, kind of the cost of living could be, and just to make sure we're on target so that we are being good stewards of the money that has been given by the uh, members and attenders of Delaware Bible Church. And then as a life group leader, uh, I pick most times the curriculum we are going to do. I uh, regularly contact all of our life group members. We send out prayer letters to all of them. If they have something going on in the week, I send out a prayer request that's kind of an emergency sometime or a praise. Uh, we are just finishing up, obviously, the stewardship campaign. Mm-hmm. And we just started about two weeks before we went into that, John MacArthur's books on 12 Extraordinary Women of the Bible. So we're going to be heading back to that when we start up here at the end of this month. So would there be, and I, I know there are several life group leaders that listen into our podcast, but of the studies that you've done in your podcast or in your life group, have there been any favorite studies that you would recommend for sure? Uh, I don't know if there's any favorite. It seems like every time I pick one, that's the one that, as a teacher, you know, that's the one right. I need to hear the most. Right. And so I, I don't really have a favorite. It's just the one I'm doing right now is my favorite. That's, yeah, I, I can understand exactly what you mean with that. I remember that your group did a, 
I visited a time or two, and I remember you guys were doing James by Matt Chandler, and that's my favorite celebrity pastor. So I thought, all right, I really, and I actually listened to some of those messages then later. So I appreciated that one as you guys walk through that. But Bob, if you wouldn't mind, could you share with us your testimony of how you came to trust in Christ as your Lord and personal Savior? Well, I, I attended growing up a Lutheran church in New Washington, Ohio. Uh, I don't ever really remember hearing the gospel. I just remember having a lot of liturgy. I loved singing in the choir at a young age. Uh, my dad and I used to go to Heidelberg and sing in the Messiah uh, at Christmas. Loved that. And yet, because of the doctrine of the Lutheran Church, you're baptized as a baby, you're good for it. Mm-hmm. And uh, then I got involved in the Amway business, and we were attending a, a, a Sunday worship service following that. And the gospel was clearly presented by Merrill Womack. Merrill Womack was severely burned in a plane crash. And I totally understood it at that time, went forward, got baptized in a swimming pool, and uh, that started my journey as a true believer and follower of Jesus Christ. Wonderful. Wonderful. Glad to hear that. And again, thankful that you're continuing to minister here within our church body. So through that time to now, who have been some of the significant spiritual mentors in your life? And what was it that you say that they did, or what was it about them that left such a significant impact in your life? Well, I have one that I want to thank because he still attends church here, and that's former pastor, I still call him Pastor Marv Hintz. Me too, yeah. Uh, We met, I can't tell you how many years, every Wednesday morning at 7 a.m. for an hour. Now, before he would let me meet with him, he says, I want you to memorize this passage of Scripture, and you have to be able to come in in my office and say it, or I'm not going to meet with you. Wow. So we did a lot of Scripture memory over the course of those years, and we spent time uh, commiserating sometimes about what was going on, sometimes joyful, sometimes prayerful, sometimes tearful. But he had the largest part in discipling me. So again, Pastor Marvin, thank you. That's neat how, uh, and I can sh- share as well with that, what a, what a significant impact he's made in my life, although you have uh, been blessed to know him for many more years there. So feel the same way there about Pastor Hintz. Let's just talk about some fun things then. What does Bob enjoy doing for fun? I enjoy spending time with my wife, and we enjoy traveling, but obviously COVID has put a big dent in that. Um, I also enjoy golfing or attempting to golf, (laughs) and I also enjoy spending time with my family, and I really enjoy puns. So the worse they are, the more people groan, the more it encourages me. Uh, yeah, I, I've heard a few of those from you before, Bob. So, <laughs> can we get at least one example for the podcast? One favorite? Um, <laughs> no, I have to. They, it's better when they come off the cuff versus they're prepared. If you ever want to find a really good pun, just look at Bob's Facebook page because you're always able to see probably five or six somewhere on there. And then your daughter gets in there with you on them. Yes, and, and then, then it really gets Joyce going. says, "Stop." <laughs> <laughs> Which then, then you got to keep going, right? That's just like raving, waving a red flag in front of a bull. <laughs> there are some good ones that I hear on Sunday morning uh, when we're chatting right before the service starts as well. So Bob is is not kidding. He really enjoys a good 
groaning pun that as it as it shared. Bob, if you wouldn't mind, please share with us. Do you have a, a favorite Bible verse or passage of scripture? Yeah, it is a passage, and it's one of those that Pastor Marv made me memorize. And to my benefit, even though at times I thought this is work, but you know, it's been the one thing that has really helped change my heart and my mind and my actions is memorizing scripture. So this comes from Romans 8, starting in verse 31. What shall we then say to these things? If God be for us, who can be against us? He that spared not his own son, but delivered him up for us all. How shall he not with him also freely give us all things? Who shall lay anything to the charge of God's elect? It is God that justifies. Who is he that condemns? It is Christ that died, yea, rather, that is risen again, who is even at the right hand of God, who also makes intercession for us. Who shall separate us from the love of Christ? Shall tribulation, or distress, or persecution, or famine, or nakedness, or peril, or sword? As it is written, for thy sake we are killed all the day long, we are counted as sheep for the slaughter. Nay, in all these things we are more than conquerors through him that loved us. For I am persuaded that neither death nor life, nor angels, nor principalities, nor powers, nor things present, nor things to come, nor height, nor depth, nor any other creature shall be able to separate us from the love of God, which is in Christ Jesus our Lord. My future is secure in my Savior's hands. Amen. Last question today for you, Bob. What is one thing that the Lord has been especially teaching you lately in this season of your life? I'm going to ask the question, what are the two things? I have okay. two. Perfect. Um, one is patience. Uh, my mother-in-law, Mickey Black, has had to been placed into Sarah Moore Assisted Living, and she's doing well there. But I needed patience to help her as she adjusted, and we got things ready to move. And it still requires some patience for me because I am not 99, and I don't understand how much she hurts and how she thinks. Though there are times I want to say things to her, I just need to bite my lip and love her. Hmm. The other is gratitude. Uh, as we are in this season of our life, I am so grateful that uh, God has given Joyce and I 51 years together. Yes, we've had some health issues, but they have been nothing compared to what some other people have gone through. And most importantly, I'm thankful and grateful that many years ago that uh, Gordon McDonald said, you need to come to Delaware Bible Church for Joyce to get this job. So it's been a wonderful journey, and we're ever so grateful that God, through his providence, brought us here. Well, and we're very grateful that you're here with us. We're grateful that you joined us today to share a little bit more about you and your family's story. And as well, we're grateful for those who are listening in and joining us here today. We hope that this podcast has been a blessing to you, as I know Bob is to so many within our church. And we hope that uh, we are able to share another great podcast with you here soon. Thanks again, Bob, for joining us, and have a wonderful week. Thank you.